Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. It's SCNZ mornings, uh, it's 10.03 here, and uh, the Breakers have secured their third and final import player for the upcoming Australian NBL season. And to talk about the squad now and how preparations uh, are coming along as the Breakers head coach, Dan Shamir. Good morning to you, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Jeremiah Martin, your latest signing. He's played uh, in 18 NBA games. What What can you tell us uh, about Jeremiah and why you signed him? Uh, before we get to Jeremiah, the whole uh, situation came about when uh, we had to part ways uh, with uh, Ty, obviously. We were not actually planning on uh, adding... Uh, and uh, the third import right now, we we're about to go uh, into the NBL season with the roster we had. But uh, once we separated from Ty, we just added, we replaced him with uh, Jeremiah, who we are excited about with his uh, toughness, his overall skill. He's a two-way player who plays both defense and offense. And uh, I think he's also going to be a guy that blends into our uh, character uh, of a team, not only from basketball standpoint. How hard was it parting with Ty, and, and how how heavily involved were you in, in talking to him? It was tough, hundred percent. It wasn't easy. I'm not going to hide that. We um, just have a secure Ty for uh, two more years, and uh, thought we we're going to have a very strong foundation with him and. Uh, we all know how good of a player he is, and uh, in addition to you know, just having a guy from here, from the country and from the city, uh, that was a big thing for us. But it was not, obviously, as we all know, a basketball-related uh, issue, and uh, it's a very personal issue. So obviously, we were all very much heavily involved in it, but there was nothing we could really do. We, we didn't uh, push or force anybody to do anything. That he didn't do, and once we understood that he would just not be able to play in the NBL, it was just it just had to be done. You've had uh, two other uh, overseas signings in the form of uh, American Peyton Siva and Hugo Besson from France, uh, all uh, uh, point guards. How is that uh, going to dictate the way you have your starting five? I think, um, first of all, the starting five is not the most important thing for me. Um, I believe that a lot of great players are coming off the bench, and uh, more important is what who finishes the game for you and who plays more minutes. But uh, I think I have a pretty 
good idea of who's going to, generally speaking, uh, start uh, if it uh, does mean time. It's not a very big thing. We have a lot of uh, tools to use. And, um, you know, for our type of uh, system, it's great to have multiple players that can handle the ball, create, play pick and rolls. Uh, create for others. It's just an advantage, and we're happy. We're very happy that we have uh, this possibility. We're talking to uh, head coach for the Breakers, uh, Dan Shamir, this morning uh, on his imports and his uh, new look squad. Uh, is, uh, with with that, in terms of your starting and, and those bench players, the quality bench players coming off the bench, does that that I guess indicates that you will be able to play a fairly up tempo, fast game of uh, basketball throughout. Yeah, we definitely, um, if you compare it to previous uh, seasons, then uh, last year was uh, on so many uh, levels not a very good season for us with a lot of things that happened. But one of the things we definitely wanted to do, we never wanted to play so slow tempo. And um, and having uh, multiple multiple uh, ball handlers definitely helps with that. Other players that can um, get the first pass and push, the break and make uh, plays in the open floor, that's a key. The second very big key is to defend. And you cannot play up-tempo without uh, getting stops. Not a lot of teams, most of the teams that play up-tempo in the whole world do it after stops and not after made baskets. So this is probably the second point of emphasis for us. We hear the term, uh, Dan, in the, in the NBA, small ball being used uh, quite a bit these days. Do you think the days of those traditional big men dominating the hoop are over, or is there always, always room for seven feet in basketball? It's not only about the centimetres, in all honesty. It's about uh, the skill set. And, uh, yeah, there are always changes in a few directions. And uh, a lot of teams are being very successful with going very, very small and perimeter-oriented. Uh, so you definitely need to have the ability to defend these teams with your uh, bigs. I don't think it's completely uh, gone. You know, some teams have are still playing with uh, uh, true centers uh, who are just interior players. This is still something that uh, that you see. Uh, just that, uh, the definition just changes. I think we have the versatility. We have bigs that can shoot, like uh, Rob. And we have uh, bigs that can defend and are very fast, like uh, Yanni, who is uh, tough to defend. We, we struggled stopping him with his uh, foot speed. So hopefully we have um, versatility also on that, uh, from that angle. Dan, you've had a wonderful record, uh, particularly coach in, in your native Israel and, and the basketball, of course. Um, you know, you've won many, many titles over there. I was just wondering, uh, out of interest, where would you say the standard of Israeli basketball is and the league that you were involved in over there compared to the league you're coaching in now uh, in the Australian NBL? Uh, if I'm comparing Australia to Europe in general, the Australian NBL, if I'm comparing that uh, generally speaking, then um, I think that the, the, the best teams in most of the good leagues in Europe, also in Israel, but not only. The good teams are stronger than uh, even the, 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 the top two or three teams in the NBA, just because of the versatility of the squad and people can sign 
seven, eight import players that just give them the freedom and the versatility to uh, build strong teams. But other than that, other than the top teams who probably play in the EuroLeague and the top competition, um, every team in the NBA would be pretty, very successful in most of these uh, leagues and probably top four. Um, we see players going from the NBA everywhere in the world and being um, you know, key players in very good leagues and very good teams um, makes you think that uh, the level is pretty much the same. Okay, Dan, just uh, returning to the breakers at the moment, under quarantine rules uh, as we speak, particularly in the Auckland area, what are you able to do with your squad, if anything? Uh, I know you can't have um, anything like contact. Uh, in terms of basketballs, they've all got to have their own. They can't, you can't pass them, etc. Are you able to do anything practical at the moment? We're obviously in a bit of a uncertainty again. We, this is also, uh, you know, we are heavily affected with, with, with everything that's happening in the world, like everybody. We're not uh, different than anybody else, but we kind of survived last season and uh, went through everything we went through, hoping that uh, this season is going to be different and uh, normal. And then... Uh, Two months ago, everything changed over here uh, in a very extreme way to a, to a situation that we were not even last year. Um, and we are just in the, in the process of even knowing when we're going to start the season. It's going to be someday in December, most likely, and how our prison is going to shape up. Uh, luckily for us, all our players are in the country over here right now, and we're able to keep them in shape a little bit and uh, being in a pretty good starting point to start a preseason whenever and wherever it will start. Okay, so uh, when you when and if you go to uh, Australia, uh, you had so many bases last season, around five bases in a very disruptive year. Have you been able to nail down a spot where you feel you will be able to set up shop and, and, and work from? Not yet. We're uh, in the process of, uh, it's not only us, it's the NPL and a lot of things that are happening in Australia that are involved in uh, making those decisions. But, uh, um, yeah, the, the experience that we had last year, and nobody's here to blame because it's a new, was a new experience for everybody, but uh, we have a lot to learn from it. We had to relocate eight or nine times and uh, basically uh, move there thought we were going to be based in one place and then two weeks into that just had to start leaving off your suitcase for five or six months. So we definitely try to avoid that and we're also, also um, basing ourselves on the assumption that it's, gonna, it's not going to be as long as last year, that uh, this is going to be a temporary thing, you may have to start in Australia, base somewhere but uh, the Trans-Dasman bubble will open at some point and we'll play here at home. Um, the idea of having the whole season away last year was extremely tough, and we believe that it's not going to be the case, and we're going to play uh, close to normal season in Spark Arena and other nice arenas here in New Zealand. Well, it's starting to become a, a little area of urgency about the whole thing, Dan, because uh, pence, uh, penciled in for next month as tip-off for the season... Are you expecting that at the moment, or would you think uh, they might have to go
go back maybe until December and more condense the season? We're waiting for this uh, for the announcement from uh, the NPL right now. Um, uh, as far as I know, I'm not speaking, I'm speaking on behalf of myself only. As far as I know, from pieces of information, it's not going to launch on uh, November 18th, as it was announced. But it's not, it's not going to be postponed for too long. And uh, for us, it actually works works in our favor because we want uh, to play uh, to be. Uh, over there, obviously, for the shortest period of time as possible, and hopefully with vaccination rate everywhere, both in Australia and New Zealand, and with uh, the world moving in the direction of opening up a little bit and uh, going back to some kind of normality, we'll be able to uh, play home games over here. So my assumption that I'm basing myself on is that uh, it's going to be somewhere in December, but we are waiting for the final announcement by the NPL. Basketball coaches in general, Dan, are great theatre. When the games are put on television, there's a lot of focus. The cameras go on basketball coaches, more so, I think, than perhaps in any other sport uh, in the world. Uh, I just wonder, you, you look at so many of them and they're animated. They, they don't just pace uh, the sideline. They actually stomp the sideline. What's the Dan Shamir way? I mean, you look pretty relaxed when the games I've been watching. Well, in all honesty, and I'm never shy of talking about it, I'm not relaxed at all. I've I always been under a lot of pressure during the games and before the games. I think it's part of um, the competitive nature. But at the same time, um, me as a coach, I'm a logical guy on everything that I do. I need to make decisions everything, or most of the time based on data and based on um, logic and ideas and that kind of helps you with uh, behavior during the game um, I also try to stay away from being uh, the center of the show I don't think that the coaches are I think uh, uh, rightfully so the whole sports world has moved uh, in the direction that coaches are important but it's the players game and the players really dictate what's happening, and they are the real owners of uh, the operation. Um, you know, sometimes things that you see on TV is not exactly who you are. Um, I think uh, sometimes behind the scenes I'm a little bit uh, different, but the, the bottom line is that I'm usually operating from my head, and uh, therefore, you know, try to control my emotions. Uh, just finally, Dan, uh, on the subject of television, uh, it's my understanding that uh, the Breakers are putting together a, a documentary, and that's um, at, at their own behest. They want to do that themselves. Uh, what can you tell us uh, about the, the documentary that uh, is either about to be made or being made uh, on the history of the club or, or the recent history of the club? I can tell you that I can't wait to see it. It's uh, Whenever I see bits and pieces of it, a promo, uh, it excites me. I, um, I've been in the business for 20-something years, worked in uh, a lot of great clubs, and I know how much um, fans and people around the team and people who love the team, who love sports, love seeing the things that are behind the scenes. And this is, in the breakers, is the first time that uh, I'm actually in a position that takes care of that. And um, last year, 
there were two episodes of a similar documentary about uh, the season. Everybody who watched it just loved it. Uh, this year was a very unique one. So we've been through a lot, and I think that uh, just uh, not being here, and a lot of people who love the Breakers will have the opportunity to take a look at what it was like. For us, obviously, it's great memories and a great way to reflect at our season. But for a lot of people, it's an opportunity just to see what is going on around the games. And uh, I think it's going to be interesting for anybody else who watches it. Well, we look forward to that, Dan, and we look forward to the Breakers beginning their new campaign under your tutelage. Thanks so much for your time. Good luck uh, assembling that new squad and getting it in shape, and uh, we can't wait for tip-off. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Thanks for having me.